A one. Hello, hello. Okay. Reggie, I think, how do I sound, Reggie? Do I sound okay to you? Hey, everybody. Can I, can I get a what's up? Oh, yeah. Look at this beautiful crowd of people. Do I sound all right out there? Okay, well, that's all, that was uh, reassuring. Thank you. Uh, Re Reggie, I don't sound perfect yet. No. They're, not, they're not giving me the feedback also, I, I want. No, you, you sound... A little tinny, that's thank really you. That's really anti-Semitic. No, oh, that was fine. That was a little bit... Put a little bit more bass in it. I got to put a little bit more bass in it. That was a joke it. about the anti-Semitism thing. That's something we have to... Oh yeah, we're getting to that. Also, what, how you know we, what? That's what we need this feedback for. Yeah, we. This is a totally. Um, so uh, Matt, uh, no music. No, no music. yeah, yeah. And then is this? This is interest. Like, um, there's a Middle East torture device in front of me that could be used as a mic stand. I think. Yeah, that looks pretty good. Okay. That's, uh, could I? Uh, that looks great. Up? No, right. no, well, no, it won't no, go it up. It won't move. You're just right. gonna have to hold it. Hold it. Okay. Uh, hold uh, the space. Okay. Hold the space. Cool. Hold the space for that broken mic stand. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming out tonight to the Katie Halper Show. I'm uh, get a round of applause for yourselves for making this happen. Uh, I am, I am uh, the uh, co-host of the show, the one and the only Gabe Pacheco. Woo! Very and, uh, funny man. Very funny man, and indeed. The lady to my left is the one and the only, the very literate, the very funny, the whip smart, Miss Katie Halper. We are so excited. Thank you guys for coming to the show. We yeah. do this uh, every month. And we want to thank um, Reggie Johnson, who listeners to the Katie Halper Show, which is on Wednesday nights on WBI and also SoundCloud and iTunes, probably know Reggie as the engineer-in-chief, the man behind the I'm, magical keyboard. I'm the one with the voice. The with one with the voice. voice. Yeah. So give a round of applause to Reggie Johnson. Hello. Ooh, it's hot. It's hot. Uh, and then Matt Levine. Matt, is this Matt Levine, who's the brilliant um, uh, Boots Man? We call him the Boots Man. Yeah. And brilliant live streamer and uh, documentary filmmaker and so much else. Yeah. What sign are you? What's your sign, Matt? Gemini and Gemini. Gemini. He's so, Gemini. Yeah. Perfect. I'm a Capricorn. You are a little goat, aren't you? I'm a little clump, 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 Aww. clump. Little goat. Okay. I'm a cancer, by the way. So <laughs> I'm right. a little, little disease, disease. Little. Yeah, exactly. Little crabby. Little crabby. Little crabby yeah, sometimes. But I'm not in real life. And okay. um, we appreciate everyone's enthusiasm. We're not going to be, unless there's an urgent technical issue, we're not going to be taking questions during the first um, nine-tenths of the show. Yeah, but then uh, at the end, we're going we're gonna to let everybody yeah, have a chance. Yeah, and you have 30 seconds to, make a, to ha ask a question, which will not be prefaced by a comment about yeah. the state of no capitalism. Because you're preaching to the choir, no am I right? Comment. Oh. All right. Okay, <laughs> no that's, uh, that's comment. Now we know our audience. Uh, great, man. So I'm glad a, a couple of you guys showed up. Yeah, Clearly, one or uh, two. Facebook invites still work. Yeah. This is great. It's because it's we wanted, we knew you guys would come out and we were like, oh, since all these people want to come see us, we might as well have some cool guests that oh, they may be interested in hearing some, from. Some cool guests? We've got, a, we've got some, you guys uh, heard of our guests? I don't think so. I no? think they're totally here for, they're totally here for WBI. <laughs> oh man, we, we got, we got uh, El Chapo's Trap House in the building tonight. Yeah. Oh man. And... And, and the subversive, the sardonically irreverent, waiting for Guffman, the sardonically irreverent Rania Kalik is also in the building. Yeah. So it sounds like the house is like evenly divided between um, uh, white misogynists 
and um, Jew haters. So that's always great. We try Just to bring those two groups together. The regressive left. Yeah, exactly. The regressive left. Yeah, we want to. All yeah. right. So, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> you're right. You're right. La and labels are for jars. I know. I went to Wesleyan, learned that there. Some are both. That's a very good point. Some are both, and some are, n some are neither. Yes. Some is. Some is. Neither is some. So we are so excited. Guys, this is a historic moment. You guys don't know this. You're actually making history. And is the live stream working, Matt? Okay. Uh, We're okay. not the perfectionists that you are, though. As long as people can watch from at home, which let's, may not have happened once. Let's Goldilocks my vocals. Get them just right. Yeah, Goldilocks just right. the, the, ish, the ish out of them. Okay, so we're going to bring up to the stage the three men at first. We're going to bring everyone up, but first we're going to start with the men. Yeah, that's, as it as should we, be. As, it, as we tend to roll, as is our want. So we are going to bring up to the stage William Meneker. <laughs> Welcome, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, great. Wow, they know oh, me I so you were well. Just double fisted. Yeah, I, I will be soon. And by the way, he's not just here because it turns out our cousins date each other. Weird, right? That, we just found. Was that a boo? Wow. I mean, they happen. It happens to be a heteronormative thing, but you didn't know that, so I don't know why you're booing it. Anyway, um, that's kind of presumptuous. Anyway, um, and of course. What would the Chapo Trap House, Trap House of Chapo, the chaps of that show be without Felix Biederman? Um, and this is the really where the magic happens right now. I mean, everyone here on the stage is already magical, but this is what makes it historical. We are bringing together, not just hearts and minds, we're bringing together these boys, this trio of uh, sardonic, countercultural, funky, I'm trying to describe it like my mom would. The funky, sardonic, <laughs> quirky. irreverent, quirky, and my mom is the best, so Nora Eisenberg, thank you. Um, we are bringing together this entire trio for the first time ever in history. Do they know you're here? Because if something happens to this building, it's going down, that's it, that's it, all right. Please welcome to the stage, Matt Christman. Oh, God. Now. Yeah. Now, uh, wait, wait a minute. You said for first time ever? Is this mm -hmm. the first time that the, the, the three of you have been in the same room live? Indeed it is. This is the first time uh, all three of us have shared space together. And I'd like to think uh, that this evening is sort of like the, uh, the beginning of un one of the great historical triumvirates of all time. I'd like to think this is probably similar to when uh, Clay Bertrand, Dave Ferry, and uh, young Leah Harvey Oswald were in the <laughs> room for a first time together. You know, we've got, we've got big dreams of changing the world. I like to think that we're a lot like... I'll co-sign that. We're like the West Memphis Six or the West <laughs> Memphis Three, you know. We love heavy metal music, hate children. And we... <laughs> And we're, like, we're just misunderstood, man. So we thought that we would start the show um, because you guys are usually the hosts with the most, right? And so we thought we would do this little role reversal thing where we would ask you guys questions and you could talk about yourselves, right? And really unpack what makes you guys tick um, and explain to everyone who you are, why you are, where you're at, because it's not where you're from, it's where you're at. 
It's where, it's where we're going. It's, where, we're go- the, it's uh, where you're going, right. You take that one step further. That's why people listen to your podcast, because you're not afraid to go to where you're going. Most people don't touch that. We're future influencers. We're, in- we're influencing the future, really. And I think this is a running theme on our show that uh, we like to think that we uh, let our imaginations run wild and sort of create an alternate reality that is funny and entertaining to us. But... Uh, the really weird thing is that uh, since we started doing the show, we've gone into some kind of dead zone where the things we joke about actually just keep happening <laughs> in ways that we can't expect or predict. But I feel like what we say on the show, um, like it, it's a great power and great responsibility. So I, I'm worried about what I'm joking. Well, I'm worried about what I'm going to joke about next because who knows. So uh, for people that don't know yeah. the Chapo Trap House, uh, who can give me a, like, a, like a brief synopsis? And also the origin of the name. Because we got people live streaming right now, too, that have no idea yeah. what, what's going on. We were all bitten by radioactive serial harassers. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. I'm into that. Like, uh, like uh, Putin's troll army. Um, well, you know, all things in politics go back to Gamergate. That's the most important political event <laughs> ever. Uh, and we were sort of inspired by it. We were apolitical before, and uh, we were like, hey, you know, this is real lives out there. We can harass people, too. <laughs> what, 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 what really happened is back in January, uh, this company, Stand Up New York, this guy from that, com- from that company, he DM'd me and asked me if I would like to do a podcast. And uh, you know, I'd done stuff with uh, Matt and Will before, and I thought they would be the guys I want. But like all things where a company tries to give you something, it falls through because they have it out for you and God personally, and it's a vendetta against you. <laughs> but after just sort of two months of talking about it and not doing it, we were like, eh, let's do it. It'll be fun. And we thought maybe 500 people that liked us would listen to it. And uh, it's turned into what it's turned into. This, uh, it is what it is. My, yeah, that's my phrase in life. That is, to quote Aaron Lewis of Stained, it is what it is. <laughs> <coughs> my credo. And, and as to the name, um, when we, I, you know, obviously picking a name is like the hardest thing to do, and we knew we were going to be doing, you know, talking about current events and the news and the media. That would be sort of where we'd get most of our... Uh, the winners and losers of the week. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that sort of be drawing most of our humor from... But at the same time, like, you know, if you look at every other podcast that's out there, they all have names like, you know, the numbers guy or <laughs> the, the economy, economics hour. Blue Nation <laughs> Steve. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the walk hole. <laughs> so I, I wanted to have a name that sounded completely different than what the show actually was. And I just wanted it to sound like a, like a rap mixtape, basically. So uh, Chapo Trap House, that's, that's what it is. Were any of the other cartels ever in the running? No, it's, it was Chapo or nothing else, man. He's okay. just—he's—he's he's number one. He's coming to Brooklyn soon, by the way. Yeah, we'd like to have him as a guest. So if anyone—if <laughs> anyone, if anyone uh, has an in there, uh, please let us know. We've briefly considered using Los Zetas, but I, I really, really disagree with their bathroom policy. So <laughs> they were off. What is there? I don't no. even know it, what it is. Uh, the Los Zetas are evil. I don't want to be associated yeah. with them. Yeah, I like—I like Chapo's hair cut. It's very like—it's bold. Yeah. forward thinking. Yeah, the business bull cut is yeah. going to be the thing of the future. Yeah. Uh, like like uh, the, the owner of the, uh, the Oakland Raiders has that same thing, where it's <laughs> like you're just too busy to yeah. wor- worry about getting It's, it's kind of 70s haircut. feminist, too. Yeah. 70 fe- 70s feminist mom. 
All right. Well. Uh, All right. So uh, okay. So we've got the origin of the Chapo Trap right. House. Boom. And then how about you guys, though? Yeah. Like, did you, were you guys all friends prior to like joining up and becoming this powerhouse team? We I hated were both of these guys friends. before, and I hate them now. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, we were, all, uh, we were all friends prior, um, just knowing each other basically through Twitter. I mean, that's how I met both of these guys. And I had met both of them uh, IRL, as we say before. But like I said, this is the first time all three of us have been together. But um, no, we started out... Um, we did a couple shows together through our friends uh, Brett and Brian, who host uh, another great podcast called uh, Street Fight. So everyone, uh, check that out if you get a chance. But we did a couple episodes of them, and uh, you know, it, it went really good. Uh, we thought we had a great rapport, so we just, you know, decided to do it for ourselves and just see what would happen. And it's been a, honestly, a, I'm kind of shocked by how successful it's been, but I'm really enjoying it. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. That was like that was totally. Sorry for being for, sincere. That's yeah. Sucks. yeah. I know. I was, I was like, like you're, you got taken over. Uh, Tain orb. Also, that sounded like a, a beautiful advertisement for Twitter. Like you can yeah. make it's friends. It's true. On it brought here. us all together. Do you remember the tweets? Like you had me at, like <laughs> you had me at, you had me at like uh, uh, identity politics or a I don't know wedge issue, for instance. I think it was. Uh, I think it was maybe when uh, Felix was uh, first doing all his uh, uh, gay mail material. The um, sorry, the Lebanese militia. Oh, I thought you said gay mail. Gay mail. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. Uh, you know, we're we're all really into Bashir Gamayel, and like I know that. We, Shout outs. We we joke we joke around a lot. We say a lot of. That's right. Uh, we say a lot of stuff. We say a lot of stuff that we don't mean. We have a veil of irony. We're afraid of our own feelings. Uh, I'm afraid of my own. I'm afraid of my own mortality, so I hide it by saying things I don't mean. <laughs> but but we did bond over our mutual appreciation of Bashir Gamayel, the one true president of Lebanon who never died. He is going to return. We believe in the in the Lebanese dream. Right. Yeah. <laughs> who doesn't? It's worked for me. Yeah. I mean, aim for the Lebanese dream and maybe you'll land on the clouds. I feel like this is a transition we, ha we can't resist. We can't resist invite it. Our next, our next participant. Let's bring her up. Let's just bring her up. Speaking of the Lebanese dream, <laughs> <laughs> MC Lebanese dream, the woman coming to the stage is not only the founder of the Lebanese dream militia, but she's also, and not only is she with um, a very anti-Semitic publication <laughs> called Electronic Intifada. Intifada? Should I do that? I'm going to pretend. I'm going to do that. And also, like, Please do. I can like I order that. some guacamole for the like table? It. So we can watch yeah. Y tu mama también. Um, but mm -hmm. she also was called by Mort... No, I, just said, I just said that's not the right guy. That's a what billionaire. Is, it's not, no. This guy's Mort, poor. Mort Salt of the earth. This the guy, the head of the International Zionist Organization. Is that what the it is? International oh my God, I can't. I, okay, I'm not all International Zionists are rich, okay? No, Come but on. what is his, no, what, Mort, what's his name? I was going to say Mort Saul, but he's a comedian. What's his name, Mort, what? Anyway, a big Jew. Zionist Organization. Okay. A big Jew. B, Mort Klein, thank you. A B Jew, big Jew on campus, literally, because they're all about the campuses now. BJOC. Ooh, wow. That's like yeah, a, that might that's catch on with the wrong crowd, yeah. but yeah. Um, called this woman a, uh, a Jew hater, Nazi-like um, tactician. And uh, she's also been so called, uh, she's been accused of sicking her sick, uh, sociopaths on, on hapless victims on Twitter who are paid by Hillary Clinton. 
So please welcome to the stage, Rania Kalik. Yeah. I know, I feel, I feel, thank you, thank you. Rania and I actually met at a panel on women and Hillary Clinton, mm -hmm. and um, we're two of the many self-loathing uh, women who have internalized misogyny. Well, no, if that was the case, we'd be voting for Hillary Clinton, right? Ooh, <laughs> she went there. Oh, she went there. Ouch. This, we're, we're actually going on tour. We're doing a stand-up tour. Oh, my God. Called, what's the name? Uh, called what? Hillary. Oh. Why don't even know ye? <laughs> Just thought yeah, of that. We you guys think it was all planned out? Just thought of that. Wait, I thought we were going with two woke girls. Oh, that is our show. <laughs> right? Yeah. Actually, and, and thank you, Scott, for coming up with that name. We have to give him credit because we're so yeah, sure. Like, that we believe in sharing the credit. Uh, yeah, two, two woke girls or the intersect. Yes, the intersect. Yeah. I love that. I really love that. I love that. So I think it's fair to say that, of course, uh, Gabe and I, on the Katie Halper show, we are a, uh, a WBAI show, and WBAI was taken to court um, for saying some words that you can't say that I'll email to you guys out if you want. It's fun time. And um, we can't endorse anyone. So you're not going to be able to tell who Gabe and I like personally in terms right. of presidential nominees. <laughs> so you want like Kearney Randers? What? I can't say. Oh, yeah, say. yeah. We don't like... Uh, we don't like... There, if there wait, were wait, wait, a socialist wait. Jew... Wait a minute. You guys, you guys are not uh, Gary Johnson supporters? What? <laughs> Dude, what I, what I, I agree to. I don't know why we have driver's licenses. I'm leaving. I... I, either, I think uh, I, I think WBAI should get taken to court for uh, bumping our original appearance on your yeah, show. Yeah, you know what? For 40 minutes of uh, slam poetry set to oh. pan flute music. <laughs> okay. But so I I I already I already I, skilled, wish. I already skilled it. Uh, I'm gonna do all my responses from now on in slam poetry. Okay. <laughs> my mind is a blade, a weapon, attacking the international nation and the corporation that is the America. Wait a minute. This year is that Hamilton, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, no. I we apologize. We're gonna have you on the radio again. We're gonna we're gonna really we're gonna show WBAI that uh, energy drinks and Gary Null are not the only games in town. <laughs> Am I right? Was it too soon? Too real? Okay, no. Just just on time? Do we like that? Reggie's like, okay, that's, that's, this is a safe space, so I can say that. It's, it's cool. Okay, so how do you guys, by the way, deal with the accusations of being either um, racist, misogynist, who, with unchecked white privilege that overfloweth from your scrotal cup? We high-five. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, let, me, let me quote a man who is very influential in my life and still is. Uh, I don't care if you're black, white, gay, or straight, a woman or a man. If you respect me, I'll respect you. A man named Marshall Mathers, a.k.a. <laughs> Eminem, <laughs> said that. So that's my response no, to any so of those accusations. He was so ahead of his time. Yeah. No, he was really so Woke ahead of his AF. time. We, AF. Let hater, oh, I mean, we yeah. just let haters be our motivators. Yeah. Mm. They, yeah. You, you look, if you got something popping off, people are always going to respond to it. They're always going to be like, oh, the podcast's boring. Oh, they personally harassed me. Uh, you know, stop emailing my wife. You know, it's like, it's like Napoleon. You know, during the Roman Empire, everybody's just you know trying to knock him down. It's just <laughs> history repeating itself. Yeah, it's like, yeah, after the beer hall putsch. Yeah. Wait, can I just say that I thought you were directing that question at me because I've received the same kinds of um, criticisms that people who look like you guys have. So like that just shows you right there how it means nothing when people are like white privilege because they're like Rania has white privilege. She's a guy. And well, I'm you not. do. Like I'm not a guy and I not yeah, white. Yeah, but only Prove if you're it. essentializing like, yourself. <laughs> 
That's really triggering. R- Ronnie, uh, That's really triggering. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna yeah, solve you this right now. We were gonna be what are a break from thoughts? harassing WOC tonight? Uh uh-uh. uh, it's happening. <laughs> we're we're gonna establish this once and for all. Ronnie, uh, your thoughts, please, on the Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> Pro or con? Hate me? Like I don't want to answer that question. Like People him. get really pat. No, God. Oh, no. then everyone will love you here because anyone here oh, sorry, who actually likes Dave Matthews will never admit to it. Oh, I, I, I know. Mouth, I know how you guys roll. It's no, fun. I hate. I don't like Dave Matthews. It makes me want to curl up into a ball and gouge my eyes out. I'm sorry. You're like, really I, brave for saying that out loud. Because this audience, this audience. That time that he uh, his tour bus watch privilege work of, watch privilege time, work right now, folks. the time that his tour bus dumped a bunch of crap on people on a boat that was pretty funny. Is that real? Uh, is I mean that, that was an all, that was an, that was the, the best the release they ever made. It's one of the greatest trolls of all time. I remember a guy. I went to a, okay. I went to a Dave Matthews concert. It was an anthropological experiment when I was in high school, and uh, a guy ne- behind me. I swear to God, he did this thing where he like opened his legs and would like take his knees and like put them around my waist. From behind? Uh, it was alpha a weird, move. Like, <laughs> what do you say? Alpha. Alpha move. Yeah, it was alpha. It was really alpha, and my I went weak in the knees. Um, but uh, I do. I have to admit, I'm not gonna lie. I this is bravery. I like that song, Crash, even though it's a bit of a date rapey peeping tom uh, anthem, uh, imploring a woman to or suggesting. I don't want to say imploring. It's there's uh, uh, consent counts even for Dave. Uh, to hike up her skirt a little more and show her world to me. And I feel like that, um, or your, because it's in the second part, hike up your skirt a little more and show your That's world to me. I think it's for good grammar. I appreciate okay. that. Yeah, I just wanted to convey it. But I feel like the, the poetry in that song kind of like erases the perviness of it. Uh, your thoughts on Baby It's Cold Outside. Another rapey <laughs> anthem. But it's, the best one is a, an indecent proposal. Do you guys know this one by Romeo Santos? It's one. I know you guys are really into bachata, so I thought I'd I'd start off there. And uh, it's very cool because it's like if I lift your skirt up and if like the windows get steamy, like would that be okay? It's like a it's like um, conditional. hypothetical conditional conditional uh, sex crimes. Well, I, I just have to which say, which is also one of the Law and Order. Regardless, I, I appreciate your ability to admit that even though a song has a bad message, you can st- it's like still like catchy, mm. like Lenny Riefenstahl's movies. Well, that, that it's <laughs> deliciously problematic. Exactly. Yeah. No, I yeah, like the Robin Thicke song. Like I hate it, but I oh, like, right. like when it comes on. I'm like, I got it. I want to kind of dance to it. This is a good chance bad. for me to plug the 14 articles on my Tumblr that I wrote about pro- the. The problematic nature of blurred lines and and <laughs> fandom in general of popular music and what it means if you like it, like what it means exactly. about you as a as a rapist, as a inside, poptimist, I guess. I, as a poptimist, how does it feel? What does it mean that I like blurred lines? So okay, real talk, guys. So I um, want to know what is different for you guys about this time in which we're living, right? Because something no one ever is brave enough to say is that we're living in a different time. People always love to say, like, this is just the total status quo continuum. Like, there's nothing unique about this time. But I feel like maybe there is in terms of politics and podcasting, right? The deadly, the deadly combination of politics yeah, I have and something podcasting. To say about that. And yes, and Rania, um, I appreciate that you're um, willing to hold the space and respond to that and interrogate that. So please. What I was going to say is I think what's really interesting about this time, and I think this was a really important part of it, is that everyone's broke, especially people who are like, our age and then or our generation and most of the people I think in the audience. I'm sorry if you're not a millennial. Yo, speak for yourself. I'm getting money every day. This is an I, I own two-thirds of a Bitcoin, lady. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Like, like, no, like, 
my little sister just graduated oh from college God. and she like picked a really good major. Like she's not an Philosophy. idiot like me. And um and philosophy, right? That's where the money's at. No, she like picked like a business technology. I don't even know what it is. It's something important where you can actually make money. And even she's like, I don't know, like I like am broke because I have all this debt and like she doesn't know if she can move out of the house like her my parents' house yet. And that's crazy. Like that's what's happening to millennials. It's like even if you're graduating college, like unless you're like already a millionaire or like come from a really wealthy family, like life prospects suck. And so I think that makes a huge difference moving forward. And I think that's one of the reasons why like millennials and I guess people under 30 or maybe a little over 30 are not like bad people like the other generations above us because they <laughs> suck. Sorry if you're a part of that, but like collectively, like... The thing, what I enjoy is that I grew up really loving Paul Verhoeven films and now <laughs> I'm living in one. <laughs> and I think that's pretty awesome. Wait, I'm show, Showgirls? Are you talking Paul about Showgirls? Well, yeah, that's a good one. It's, un it's underrated. It but is. I'm talking like RoboCop, totally Starship Troopers. Like, I get to live in a Paul Verhoeven movie now and it's pretty great. I just I'd buy that for I a dollar. That's going to be Trump's campaign thing, by the way. <laughs> that will be... That will be the slogan. Forget make America great. It's going to be all about that gonna, for uh, an hour. The, the stage. He's going to take the stage in Cleveland at the RNC, and he's going to go, Billy, can you fly? <laughs> <laughs> Mo movie reference. Movie reference. Sorry. It was predicted here. No one got it Sorry. in the ooh, audience. Ooh. A few people did. No, I'm, I, I was you. being sarcastic. I was, no, I was mocking your self-deprecating thing. You're not even a Jew, so I just want to congratulate I you did grow up on the, I did grow up on the Upper, upper West, West Side. So. Uh, what street? We what street? Uh, West 90th. 78th. Which is Riverside and West End? Yeah, on, right on Riverside. Stop it. Get Me out. Too. Get out of here. And I, our cousins are reproducing, yeah. perhaps, as we speak. That's it's why like they couldn't the, uh, make it here It's tonight. the friend I never knew I had. I take, I take a serious issue with the idea that only Jews can be self-deprecating. Like, I find well, that very... Well, not to brag, but statistically, we are the, the rest most. of us can be... I mean, be that's the, just true. They've done... I'm not kidding. Of course, Jews have done studies on this, and the numbers don't lie. Right? Right? Numbers? Carl? Numbers always Carl lie. Uh, there's a certain... <laughs> There's a certain pundit who I won't name. Uh, <laughs> who, who Blake wrote, Tungsten. Yeah. Who, who went, ooh, according to my calculations, blah, blah, blah. If I carry the one and do the zero, I don't know. I didn't take math in college. He tried to predict uh, the elections this year using numbers. Uh, little, another man named Carl Diggler. Brat, brat, brat. Okay, so wait, pause. I just want to make sure because we're an inclusive group of um, of inclusive people. Um, can you just explain who Carl Diggler is? Because I want everyone to to be able to enjoy this. Carl Diggler is many things. Carl Diggler is a single father. <laughs> I he, thought he was married. Uh, X misses the dig. Uh, they are in currently in family court. Wait, Carl so wait, so okay, is he He's single, single or not? Like I, I just want to know. Would you single. would you like his? No, he's you can, you can talk I'm just saying, you know, like, you're I want, so good I, with numbers, it's like, you don't I find want, a guy I like that I emailed you guys, wait, no joke, hashtag no joke, serious, real talk. I did email you to ask if he was single, because I felt this vibe that he was, like, <laughs> giving out lately, like a single vibe, and I was, yeah. He has a raw sexual energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Carl Diggler, in addition to being a single father, yes, the custody is supervised uh, because of the treachery of family court judge Ellen Tao. <laughs> but uh, he, he has also been a political insider for 30 years and has to date called the primary elections with 90% accuracy, including... Oh, wait, 
What was the 10% he got wrong? What's up? What was the 10% he got wrong? Good question, Ronnie. So I'm going to... Uh, you know, you're lucky because you're about to go behind the curtain. Hawaii is what screwed us up the most. We got both wrong on Hawaii because we were too clever by half. We actually called this guy in Hawaii, this Hawaiian reporter. We woke up at a certain time to call him. And he was like, ah, yeah, well, the uh, cruise people are very enthusiastic. And, uh, <laughs> and we, we, we literally spent seven hours researching Hawaii all day. And we got so clever by half that we were like, we were doing like Rain Man crap. And like, oh, if you take the propensity of people on the big island, if you add in Cruz's spectrum appeal. You and, were Maui focused. Yeah, and then, That's yeah, we just, we just got our asses kicked in Hawaii both times. But Gut, uh, gut beats both numbers and reporting. That really. was our mistake. Is, yeah, we tried to use we had tried to use actual knowledge instead of offensive oh, stereotypes like we usually do. <laughs> you know who we had on the show, the live show a couple months ago, we had Leslie Lee, who was one of the co-creators of Bernie Made Me White which, uh, of course, was inspired by the victory of Bernie Sanders in Hawaii. That The whitest state in the country. Well, people yeah. on Twitter jokingly said, you know, when, if Bernie wins Hawaii, then they're going to start calling that the whitest state ever. And, of course, CNN, because they are an unknowing, unwittingly a self-parody, uh, came out and, and called Hawaii one of the whitest states. You know, uh, Bernie Sanders typically does well in these rural white places and named um, Washington State, Hawaii, and Alaska, which happened to be among the seven least white. Let me put on my Tom uh, Watson states. hat to explain this. Okay, yeah, please. <laughs> Hello. Oh, Tom uh, Watson, yeah. Uh, 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 well, if you remember World War II, the Japanese were allied with the Nazis and they considered themselves white and many in Hawaii are of Japanese descent. Oh, yeah. No, that was... They were honorary Aryans. It's true. He didn't say that. Did he actually say that? No, no, no. no, oh no my that's... God, I believed it. That's how good no, that was. Yeah, was like, and I made that up. Sounds like well, you, you, would say. you made it up, but it's based on a, another like parsing of identity, which is like the non like the Hispanics who identify as white. Like a, like, a, like a racial uh, oh, yeah. dysmorphia. Vasconcelos. Yeah. You know what I'm talking All about. All POC are not created equal. Oh, no, can I just say this? It's that that Arabs, Arabs. It's, it's a rich tapestry. I, as an Arab POC. woman, I can say this. As an Arab woman, I love how people are like, as this. Like, you always have to start a sentence as your identity. Mm. But as an Arab woman, um, I can say this is that Arabs aren't considered, like, by the census, we're considered white, which is funny because I'm like, that's awesome if it's true, but I don't feel Congratulations. it. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> like Way to go. I know, right? You're going to get a lot of marriage proposals. <laughs> Let me tell you, from guys on Wall Street. It'd be so tight if that was the I case. They like dating Indian women, anyway. <laughs> But yeah, but no, so like it's like throughout this whole election, it's like, um, it's all these like Arabs, it's funny, like I feel like, you know, Arabs love Bernie, Arabs in Lebanon, like I have family members who oh, love yeah. Bernie Sanders, it's, it's funny, like my mom's on the phone with like uncles and aunts and they're just like, she's like, yeah, like the Jew, right? Like who would have known he'd be the better one? I'm just, I know. Like it's great, but that's like a, it's a good thing though, like it's a good thing, it's kind of like he's breaking that, he's breaking because... Because in the Arab world, like a lot of people really do see Israel, because Israel's like, we're the Jewish state. And they're like, okay, so like you're the Jewish state. I guess Jews aren't very nice. And so like Bernie Sanders is literally and like. really insecure about their masculinity. Yeah, like, right. But, but no, it's great. He's like really breaking. He's really like mending some bridges. It's wonderful. I love it. <laughs> Well, well, I just, I do, I, I will say this is like with the, with the white thing, like now that I've been white for a few months, like Congratulations. I, I'm also a gamer gator now. I've been called, I've been called Gamergate by Joan Walsh. Can I See say you that? on Can Black I Ops 3. I, like, so what's weird is that like, so I was telling, so I used to have this, the standard of liberal and left for me used to be, this is like a very easy oversimplifying litmus test, but it was like, if you were critical of the war in Iraq, but not the war in Afghanistan, 
you were liberal, and if you were critical of both, you were left. And now I feel like maybe in the world which revolves around me, it'll be the people who invite me to their like uh, holiday parties are going to be the left, and the people who don't but used to are liberal. So like, and that goes for publications too. Like I'm not. I'm just going to come go out on a limb and say I'm not getting an invite to the TPM holiday party. Josh Marshall, that's on you. Prove me wrong. And I will get uh, an invite to the Nation holiday party, but that's because uh, they're like, whatever, okay, curious. They're like, they're like, they're like curious. Yeah, they're like yeah. a, a mixed um, By the way, race. their cruise this year is going to Honduras, and I was very happy that Greg <laughs> Randon wasn't one of the speakers listed, because I've been awkward. He writes about Honduras. Google it. You know Honduras is that country that Hillary Clinton helped turn into a coocracy? Coopocracy? Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Full of femicide. Full of femicide in effect. In femicide in full effect. They which love is the it. album. To be fair, Hillary's according to her, it was their culture that was the problem. Their culture of violence. That, that Central American genocide. That's what she said. I'm, that's like a direct quote almost. Almost. I didn't, yeah. don't Also, look at, look at Hillary. She's such a conscientious student of polling. Uh, she scrubbed out one of the things she said in her soft cover book of her hard choices so that it didn't make the point that it made in the hardcover, which was basically like I wanted to make the point of, of Mel Celaya, who was the president, who was maybe kidnapped, it's not clear, he was just like taken from his house in his pajamas and put on an airplane. It was a sleepover party, guys. It was, it was, a, it was, a, booty, party. It was a booty call. Yeah, maybe, booty call. maybe he was on Ambien. Yeah, he was. Oh, and he like drove him, not drive, piloted himself. Well, he yeah, drove, yeah, yeah, look, I think it's true. you have a lot of talent. He went to, he went to the refrigerator in uh, the country and over in next Costa Rica. <laughs> it's, it happened to me. By the way, I met Mel Zelaya at some weird event that like uh, Ariana Huffington was running with some can Canadian heiress, and Jimmy. It, it was one of her events about how to go to sleep. I w yeah, ah! yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's her uh, new that's thing, her right? That's her latest yeah. thing. Okay. So Sleeping you know is what? the no new one, being woke. Nobody's gonna <laughs> talk about it. And there was a guy who was from the UN, and he inter introduced Jimmy. Isn't Jimmy Whalen? Is that the Led Zeppelin guy, or is that the Wikipedia guy? That's the Wikipedia Jimmy guy. Well, that's that's what Wikipedia I mean. Guy. Surprisingly <laughs> enough, it wasn't the Led Zeppelin guy at this at this summit. And um, I could tell. You know, you can see in people's eyes when they like nod, but you know that they don't understand what you're saying. So this guy introduced Salaya. This was before he came out as a kind of um, populist dude. He was kind of Caudillo like friendly. And um, so this is pre-slumber party. Pre-slumber party. Okay. Yeah. Pre-doing anything that would get people to try to invite him to a slumber party. And um, he said, "This is Jimmy Valen. This is Jimmy Valen, who uh, created the. Is this bad? It's okay. All right. Create. Pretend I'm doing an Italian accent. You'll feel comfortable, okay? <laughs> who created the site where you can find yourself, sir? Wait, now it's like an Indian accent. That wasn't. Yeah, no, no, that was Indian. Okay, I, I can do Honduran, but I'm not do. going there. The guy okay. happened to be Indian. Right. Okay. Which is why I said like pretend it's Italian, you know, or for like French, you know, and we'll feel at ease. Um, and I was like, I said to him in Spanish. I translated, and I was like. What he just said is that. So I feel like there's a role that I well, play. I feel like in yeah, Honduran. you're kind of responsible for the coup in Honduras. No, I'm responsible I'm for shifting him left. I moved him to the left because <laughs> oh. I he saw those eyes. My I wonder eyes if, were like. I wonder if Zelaya and like John Bertrand Aristide ever had a beer together and they're like. <laughs> In I their know, Coup man. Island, I know, Coup Island. Wait, can I say something I really unpopular and a little tour. off They should topic go on tour and have an album. It's yeah. like, well, no, like if you had to choose between having a beer with Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump, like I would, I would have a beer with Donald Trump. Uh, Let's be honest. Let's be honest. He doesn't like, drink though. I know, which is he well, doesn't no, drink. I think he would. He would drink if he he's gonna drink for this beer. I would or have like a smoke, what's a sober smoke beer? Donald what's a sober like a non-alcoholic beer? Like a ginger beer? Like I, an O'Doul's? Yeah, is there isn't there like a whole brand? See, I he would, I would be do boring. That. It would be fun to just he like get wasted so with Hillary Clinton. Oh, he'd be so and boring. Like, he would like he would talk, talk about, about golf the whole time. All he uh, talk yeah. about is like. 
Yeah, this is fantastic beer. I used to own a brewery. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Fantastic I'm, brewery. Already, I'm already entertained. Yeah, I, he's boring. way more entertaining than I, Hillary. I, I would know. rather try to like have Hillary and then like try to crack through the facade. Yeah, like, no, it would there's be a no facade. Like, she's, Trump, a, she's an actual You just turn robot. it on and he's going to go off all night. You don't have to do anything. There's nothing but with Hillary, you could just like try to get the seams, you know, at the mask and see if you can get the lizard. You know what's adorable? You can get like a few scales. Behind the ears, like, oh, sh- that's it. There she is. Oh, I got the little reptoid. Hil- got it. Hillary would be like that the entire night. Like, it did. Even, like, yeah, even if you just had a rager with Hillary, even by like hour nine, she's going to be like, I may not be Zoe Deschanel, <laughs> but I'm going to be the new girl in the White House. Like, it's the same the like, weird what? broken up delivery the entire time. See, I want the challenge. No, no, I, it might no. not work. I bet no. she's a It's like Hillary. Guy. It's like, why, why you, or Mallory, why are you climbing Mount Everest? Because it's there. I gotta find out if I can get behind the mask. She's my abuela. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah. She is the abuela that ra- we never had. N- none of the Latino people ever had. I would rather have a warm cup of water with Ben Carson than I would. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he's gonna take you deep into the hollow earth. You're gonna get more woke than you knew you could talking to Ben Carson. You know, Ben Carson tried to stab a kid over changing the radio, and uh, the kid was, thank God for small favors, was wearing a belt buckle that uh, stopped it. Or else he could have been the first black surgeon uh, murderer who ran for president Wait, who do you think, wait, I wonder who's nicer to children. It's like, is Ben Carson cutting children and, like, weirdly bragging about it during debates? Yeah, he is. Better, or is, like, you know, because it's kind of adorable. It's like Hillary Clinton has a thing with children, too, where she's like, go back to your country. Right. Um... (laughs) She said, we want, we right, want to send like, a message. We're just sending a message. Right, that was like adorable. Like, like, oh, you send a message. It's like instead of a message? bottle, instead of a message in a bottle, you just send like a message in a child, but Aww, like back to the violence. It's a, it is kind of like, cute. Well, like, uh, message it's is precious, right? Be a responsible parent. Yeah, That's exactly. the message. Don't get yourself born in the country <laughs> that we uh, foment civil wars in. Uh, ben Carson's message is uh, don't get yourself born, born conjoined to your uh, yeah. twin, but no, it, 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 I'll help you with yeah, that. Yeah, it's like if you do, I'm I'm yeah, your man. He's the guy to talk to. Although they had to sign a non-disclosure agreement, the people he operated on. That's all I'm saying. I can't well, say anything like, else. No, I'm not them. That's like I Bieber's sex partners. Really? Just, Justin Bieber. He also has gifted hands. He has gifted hands. And he's into conjoined twins. He's got loose hands. Thing. <laughs> also, though, the best thing ever was when Ben Carson was asked if he would be able to like bomb people because he's That's this compassionate yes. Christian doctor. And he literally said to Hugh Hewitt, who's just such a mensch, he said to him, um, you know, I, if, if you could see the look in those children's eyes when I tell them about, I'm about to cut open their heads. Like, his yeah. argument, I'm not kidding, his argument for why he could kill a lot of people was his surgery practice. Dude, and it was like the oh, quiet He was like, storm. no, no, no. He was like, total he serial was like, killer he was like, when you, he, They were like, can you kill women and children abroad? And he said what you just said about, no. look, the look in their eyes, they know it's going to hurt, and I tell them, you know, it's going to hurt, oh. but it's going to be better afterwards. He says, oh. and in some ways, death by a thousand cuts. I'm not kidding. Death by a thousand cuts in some ways is better. I mean, I'm, I'm convinced. My, my favorite Ben Carson thing, it was at the last debate he was at, and because, you know, we, we live in a fake country, uh, they had a YouTube star ask Ben Carson a question. Like one of those people from those channels, it's like, prank, killing my best friend. <laughs> uh, and the person... Caden Aiden? Yeah, Caden Aiden or Chad. Or Dulce de Leche. <laughs> Isn't there like a Dulce candy or something? What... I, I, look, I subscribe Sweet. to all of them. They're all good channels. But uh, he, he, he asks, uh, the YouTube star asks uh, Ben Carson about immigration. 
And Ben Carson, without missing a beat, just talks about how political correctness is hampering his war on ISIS. <laughs> like, this, this, person, this person is like, you, uh, what are you going to do about the 13 million, blah, blah, blah. And Ben Carson goes, we have a problem in America. <laughs> We can't, we, we can't use the tactics that we thought we would be able to do when I'm president. Like, he, he just talks about whatever. He's like Birdman in the interview. He just talks about whatever he's he wants to talk He's one of the about. most uh, articulate people on Quaaludes I've seen in a long time. I just want to put that out there. Because I, I feel like we have more credibility when we concede certain things to the other side. Um, so I want to know, guys. Oh, first of all, because we already established I'm a Jew, so I'm going to pass this hat around. And you can put in your favorite passages from the Torah. Just kidding. You can, uh, you can donate, too. Um, because uh, just so you know, we're a nonprofit. You probably can't tell from how like, smooth the chair situation is. You probably think this is a very like, well-funded operation. Some of us up here uh, work for uh, uh, TaskRabbit. We might you know, yeah. move people when we're not on stage. Like emotionally move them. They get really like, just yeah. yo, 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 if you broke, get some money. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Yeah, we're also going to offer, say. so one of the things the Katie Halper show is going to offer is a CD with inspirational <laughs> phrases. Um, they're called uh, Menahu. Just life affirmations. Menacan. I am also available. Oh God. Yes. I'm available to Uber anyone home after the <laughs> event, if anyone's interested. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about um, the idea of uh, the misogynist war against Hillary Clinton and um, the tone policing. And you guys know what tone policing is? Because I want to just say, Ooh, I, I, can you can you kindly bring police. it down? It's like, okay, I know. It's Nira, a sound of the beast. Nira Tanden, I'm looking right at you because I know you're watching this on the uh, live stream. So Nira Tanden from I, her lair. I don't. I don't want to be. I'm Shout very. Petting a cat. I tweeted That's something dead. and I, I Facebook something about Nira Tanden. She had a great tweet about freeloaders. Um, and she basically said, like, why should freeloaders not pay for health insurance? I pay for my access to New York Times. Because, like, <laughs> basically, I would say that the, I'm not kidding. That's what she said. Because I think that access to the New York Times is as essential to being healthy as um, access to health insurance. I, 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 I actually, I tried David to go Brooks. to the dentist last month. And as soon as I walked in the, the door to the office, uh, they just stopped me and said, sorry, it looks like you're using an ad blocker. Do you mm. think you could have... You know I what mean, happened to me? I, mean, I got I mean, to I got there and they were like, "Oh, this is your tenth free visit. You have to pay for the next one." Get a subscription. Yeah, totally. I mean, I mean, and then you're like, "Can I open you a cognito?" <laughs> if you ask me, nothing there's funny no, there. Just way too literal. Anyway, uh, there's no difference between dialysis and a, reading a Frank Bruni article. <laughs> yeah, they're both essential. I mean, you're help. not the first person who said who said that. I just want. I, uh, oh, how could you say that about dialysis? <laughs> okay, so if I, yeah, if I could paraphrase Albert Camus, if I must choose between uh, insulin. And David Brooks. I choose David Brooks. <laughs> well, to be fair, there are some doctor's appointments, particularly at the dentist, that are as painful as reading like an article about Israel at the New York Times. So, Wow. She went there. I did. That's I did. like all the tropes wrapped into one. I love it. No, no, no. I'm a friend of a... Uh, some of my best friends are uh, my cousin, Israeli cousin, who was dating a Palestinian, and then the wall came up, and that's a cock block. Oh, my God. That... <laughs> I'm not kidding. She did. Rifka. Her name is I Rifka. smell rom-com. Rom-com, right? <laughs> I oh, my God. That needs to be made. Like, I'm already excited about that. Do you, guys are, wall. Do you remember? There was a story. It's, uh, get Gary Marshall to do another one of those um, series of movies called you, Nakba Dead. Yeah. Are you ready to soil your... Wait. <laughs> knock, knock, but up. Knock, but up with the uh, Judd Apatow. 
Okay, are you ready? You you, I was so impressed. No, I no. could see my facial expression like wearing pride. That's so embarrassing. I was okay. like, I'm going to take that one. And <laughs> no, but the best story, my, one of my favorite Israel stories is when um, this uh, very nice Jewish woman who clearly wanted to raise kids with a Jewish man because that's important to her, she met a guy in a supermarket in Israel and like five minutes later they were having sex in the stairwell. Because that's what you do when you're Israel's not lit like that. That's what, it's that's what, it's that's lit what AF. Yeah. It's not a big deal, but it's very lit. Yeah, it's, so it's, like, it's like a federalist holiday party. So she didn't ask him what his Jewish identity, like what his religious or, or ethnic identity was no, during their 15-minute courtship. Right, but his name apparently was, I'm not making this up, it was like Duty or something, which is, I'm not, this is like the best like anti-Israel propaganda so feel free to use it but apparently like whatever his name was was really common in israel and it was duty and um she found out that he wasn't jewish he was muzzy he was a muslim and she did what all nice jewish girls who have um and i'm not stair stairway sex slut shaming at all that's like where my jewish sisters at that's how we roll um but she did bring him to court and uh, he was found guilty of rape via deception. I'm not kidding. Oh, what? I remember this yeah. story. Yeah. And that, that scared really me up. because I'm ethnically ambiguous. And, like, I may be a serial rapist. That's all I'm going to say. That's, yeah, and, and I don't even know it. So well, I, that's why, that's why, I mean, you are, like, a bro. You're wait a minute. Does that mean that I could get in trouble for all the women who slept with me after I told them I was Zach Galifianakis? <laughs> <laughs> no, because that's not an ethnicity. I mean, the Greek thing is, like, incidental, I think. Phew. Um, anyway. This is why I tell everybody to say Volcel. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most powerful Very sexual safe. orientation. Voluntary celibacy for those not oh, in the okay, know. For the uninitiated. What are the... Uh, I'm like depressed about that story now. I, I do remember that. It's, it's, a, it's a good time. It's a good time. Oh my God, like, it's no, terrible. I just, just remind you of that. Because he happened to cheat on his wife. Like, I don't... He cheat. What's the, what are the odds that you're going to cheat on your wife with someone who actually is going to take you to court for not being a Jew? Like that's wait. Sucks. He cheated on his wife. He should go to jail. I know. Yeah. I, yeah. No. Right. I, I mean. That's what I, I believe. You know. I, re I just Lady, remember. Ladies, we think men should be locked up for breaking your hearts. My DMs are open. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Anyway, so yeah, Israel, good times. Uh, but but anyway, Nira Tandon, back to you, Nira. I don't want to take any time any time away from you. But I I did I put this on Facebook and Twitter. It's interesting she went to Facebook more than Twitter. But uh, she's Old. been like checking my um, status like once a day, and uh, she keeps explaining why she's kind of for healthcare. And then she keeps saying, "I'd love to hear your response. I'd love to hear your response." I think she thinks I'm just going to be goaded into like calling her a terrible name and being all misogynist and like just using all the potential like disgusting things about her, but I'm... No, I mean, that aren't there. You're not disgusting. I'm saying that there are people... You're not Nira, a scumbag. You're a superstar. I think, no, she, I think she just wants to own you with logic. What? Yeah. She wants, she wants to, to own you with logic. She's just waiting for an opportunity. If I know anything about Katie, it's that she loves the ad hominem fallacy. I do. <laughs> no, it is a little weird that Nira Tannen is, like, trolling you on Facebook. Like, I think, that's weird. Nira, if you want to go on a date, I will go on a date with you. You're not the first cap... Well, if you do uh, go on a date with her, Center she, for might, American Progress she might then make you pay for it with oil. It's true. Do you want to explain that? Do you want to explain that? Do you want to explain that? So then she keeps saying, I, I'm oh, waiting yeah, for your response. And knows. I have like a thousand people who are way better about healthcare than I am because that's, that's not my lane. And they all responded and they were really smart and articulate. So she's like, I'd love to see your response. You, Nira, you were like, I'd love to see your response. I'd love to see your response. And then I was like, I think they said it well. And then so finally the other day I was like, to healthcare or Libya stuff? And she hasn't. Re you haven't responded, Nira. But can you explain the Libya reference? 
Yeah, there was a remember the leaked. So there was leaked emails. And who Nira is? Because we're not, we, we don't oh, need to get yeah. the backstory. Like we just she's a she will probably be if Hillary's president. Um, she may be her chief of staff. And she's a friend of both Modi and Netanyahu, so she's good taste. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nationalists, oh, well, oh, like across, yeah. across ethnic spectrum. Right wing. Oh, we're criticizing people for having diverse friends now, I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because Bibi Netanyahu is like, breaks the, the ethnic mold. How do you guys feel about Modi? Oh, well, wait, wait, wait. Great honor Dan, to meet him. Like it was a great honor to meet him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think of uh, Netanyahu, uh, Modi, and uh, of course Rajiv Chaib Erdogan as really like the the Justice League for the 21st century. We're the That's the, those are the real fighters for truth, justice, and fair. development. Well, so no, Nira Tandon, right back to Nira Tandon. Are we still talking to her? Yeah, like I don't. Yeah. Know, I feel okay. We shouldn't. This, is this, is this like, like a wrestling yeah, promo? Yeah. Nira Tandon, Sunday. Don't say anything bad. No, no. At no. Madison no. Square Garden. You're going down! No, but we, can we make that, like, can we put something on the end of that to make sure that she knows we're being woke and uh, not at all, like, offensive? I don't want to get that fired. That was irony. I don't want to get fired. That was irony, and also it didn't well, involve a single bad wrestlers. word. And it didn't involve a single bad word. It's true. So Nira Tandon, for those like three people, I guess, who don't know. Uh, Way to shame. Way to Tandon no, shame. I feel like everyone Nira seems shame. to be laughing, so unless they're faking it. Um, Nira Tandon is the president of the Center for American Progress, which is very tied to the Clinton American campaign. Progress, the best type of progress. <laughs> yeah. And, it's uh, kind of redundant. She, uh, Nira Tannen, um, a bunch, for, well, there's two things that she did that were really cool. First, she, uh, when she became president of CAP, as it's the acronym for it, uh, she basically, like, instituted this sort of unofficial policy of, like, censoring coverage that was critical of Israel because people are really, like, there's too much critical coverage of Israel. Yeah, so it's, it's like, really, it's a, yeah, it's like it. someone needs to be rooting for, like, the underdog. And, um... The other cool thing that she did was that during you know, there was these leaked emails showing her talking to her colleagues and thinking she was talking in private. And isn't it funny when that happens? Uh, Never email this woman <laughs> drunk. That's all I'm saying. Okay. And and she was like about Libya. There was about Libya, and she was like, "Well, we liberated them." And this is totally a paraphrase, not a direct quote. But basically, like we liberated them, so they should pay us back with their oil. And like we have a, a like because we it, live in a deficit economy. Yeah, deficit. Yeah. So like to fix the deficit. I mean, it's like this fair. or Planned Parenthood. We either have to charge the Libya for getting bombed or we have to slash Planned Parenthood. It's like the liberal weak spot, liberal uh, pain point. Well, to be fair, Donald Trump also had a similar um, idea about Iraq, about them paying us back for bombing them with oil. So, so yeah, I mean, I think that that's really great that they have so much in common. I mean, you know, you, you mentioned what's special about the 2016 election and, you know, how do we deal with being called harassers and, like, why is Nira Tandon in your Facebook uh, mentions and messaging you constantly asking for your response to some... Because she takes me seriously as an yeah. intellectual. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I, I think the reason for a lot of this is because of... Uh, Hillary and Bernie, like I think there's a, a just a huge class of people in DC and the media who think of themselves as liberal, but when faced with what is a legitimate um, political uh, candidate actually running to the left of the one that they support, the one thing that they can't do psychologically is admit to themselves that they are defending a more right-wing position. So what they right. do is they rely on this idea that the people um, getting or uh, you know attacking them for that or arguing with them for that are doing it because they are misogynist, racist, so, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, 
And um, it, you know, if you're a, a fan of the show, we had uh, we had Matt Taibbi on just the other week, and he told he told us that that literally is what people on the Hill have told him is the actual strategy of the Clinton campaign. That's right. The narrative. Like, you, you smear people as, as... So, he, I, it's that you make Sanders and his supporters look like misogynists, um, unhinged, uh, what else, old? Uh, I, don't think, I don't think old, old was... No, that was old. me. Was that was, <laughs> I need to check my ageist privilege. No, misogynist, unhinged, what else? Racist. Um, racist, white, unwoke. Because, um, in all fairness, Hillary Clinton maybe uh, has Spanders better. She has Spanders better than uh, than Abuela. She tries though. Abuela was great. I, that got me. So oh. Gabe, I, so oh, we should explain to people here who don't know. So Gabe and I are in a kind of Rachel Dolezal relationship, a transracial relationship, because lots of people think I'm Latina, but I'm Jew, and lots of people think he's Jew. But when he's, Jewish ladies date me and they find out the next day, they take me to court because I. <laughs> also, though, not a very Semitic looking. He's very Chicano. Sem- yeah, very Semitic looking Chicano, and I think the youngest person who's ever used Chicano to describe himself. I know. Well, I you're like Eric Estrada. You are the Eric Estrada of WBAI. I don't want my aunt who might listen to this in Seattle to be like, hey, what? Why did you say, why'd you say Mexican-American? We're Chicano. And I'm like, right. okay, like, but I was not from the 60s. You so. sound very Mexican I, when you thank talk. Thank you. I think, I think that your stage name should be Benicio Del Toro. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. That's amazing. Is there like a, is there like a You guys can have that one. <laughs> Is there a little clever man inside your head? I know, you it's really like discouraging. The, it's like, the like I like to pretend I'm inspired by it, but I'm, I'm like just impressed. bitter and hateful. I'm loving at well, the same time. I'm, I mean, uh, it's, it's brilliant. Well, uh, I, grew up playing, I grew up playing a little thing called Xbox Live. Which, uh, <laughs> forced me to come up with a few zingers on the fly. So I wanted to, uh, you guys, I, I wanted to... Oh, yeah. I, just, I just want to say yeah. one thing yeah, about what you said, and that yeah. is that I think oh, you were, and this is like crazy, right, it sounds crazy, but I think you're being a little generous. Crazy, almost, that's a little ableist. I don't I'm not really comfortable with that term. <laughs> can, you, can you just interrogate I'm that? sorry, you're right. That was a little ableist. I've been actually told that. So, anyways, regardless, so you were being a, li- a little, uh, or this is going to sound irrational? absurd. Hysterical? Or yeah, irrational, hysterical. It's okay, because we both have uterine. <laughs> hysterical, which we, that's I was being word. I was being over, uh, against type, being overly generous to uh, yeah, my to political enemies. Like, Who should I, die, all of them. No, just kidding. No, but I really do think, like, I think it's a little bit more sinister than just, like, they're deluding themselves. I think some people are definitely deluding themselves. Those are maybe people who are a little bit more on the pro- progressive end of the spectrum. Um, who actually do like universal health care, but are now like, no, she's great. Like, right. it's cool. Um, but, no, I think it's actually more of just a tactic that is being used to, to, like, keep the left in its place. There's, like, an insurgent left at the moment that hasn't happened in, like, decades and they don't know how to deal with it. And for a long time, the Democratic Party um, dealt with it really efficiently by just like shutting them out, except for during elections when they're like, okay, come vote, or we're just gonna like smear you as like getting Bush elected. But otherwise, now it's like, they don't know what to do, so they're just smearing people. They're doing it in the UK too, where Jeremy Corbyn supporters have been smeared as abusers. Like all these labor MPs, Jeremy Corbyn, if you don't know, was voted like the leader of the Labor Party in the UK. And he's like even further to the left than Sanders, like more in line with probably the politics in this room. And after he was elected, the Blairite wing of the party like freaked out, like which the Clinton wing is sort of doing now. And uh, they voted to bomb Syria and all these women MPs who voted to bomb Syria from the Labor Party, were like went to all these media outlets and were like, we got a flurry of really mean messages from Corbyn supporters calling us killers of women and children. It's very misogynist. 
Yeah. I'm not even joking. So like the Independent and the Guardian like wrote editorials being like, Corbin needs to get his supporters in line. And this happened back in December and we're seeing something really similar play out now. So I think it's a really sinister attempt to just like to keep the Democratic Party cleansed, if you will, of leftists uh, in any sort of decision-making power. Well, yeah, um, mm. so no, I, no. I, I mean, like, yes, what's different about this year? Um, look, yeah. there are tens of millions of Hillary Clinton voters. I do not, like, m my, my sister is voting for, like, the, most of my family is probably voting for Hillary. I don't think it's a gang of sociopaths, obviously. It's a family of sociopaths. I'm talking about the more prominent But, but when, we're, when we're talking about these, like, High level sur these high level surrogates like HLSs. I like that. <laughs> okay, yeah. listen up, Hoss. Uh, but Hal's hose. Oh no, 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 no. Oh, Matt, Matt, Matt we think this. I'm sorry, Matt. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm trying to remove it. Uh, but when you you look at the you look at the you look at the higher level surrogates, you, they forget that people can remember stuff they said two years ago. So you, you, you get this group of people who, after, you know, we, after we shot up, uh, NATO shot up uh, mil uh, Medicine Sans Frontières Hospital in Kunduz, they were saying like, well, you know what, it wasn't totally illegal, sometimes you have to kill a doctor. People who, people who after the collateral murder video are like, well, this isn't technically a war crime. And now we're just following orders. And now these same people, these same craven, venal, just disgusting people who justify war crimes for a living, are it's like in Spinal Tap when they keep switching genres. They're now like, uh, you may remember me from previous articles, such as sometimes you have to kill children. Right. Uh, here, here is my here is my new article. Our misogynoir problem, <laughs> and I don't, I don't think it works. It doesn't work out of this little bubble. We people, 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 people think that Twitter is the election. Yeah, I love Twitter. I would not like. I don't really have to work because of Twitter. I just, I write stupid articles all day and host a stupid, terrible podcast. Uh, I think it's great, but people assign this level of importance to it. The only like a few million people and some people in the media do it, and they. You, they create this self-contained atmosphere where they're sort of they're spinning a narrative, but you go out in the real world. You try to. What are you yeah. going to say to like a seventy-year-old man in Florida? Do uh, you even tweet, bro? Yeah. Like, well, do you, do you think do you think he has an opinion about like harassment on Twitter? It, it's just the dumbest narrative. It doesn't exist outside of Manhattan or D.C. And even then, like it's the it's Bay completely Area. fake. But this is how this is the narrative they've created. Are you this trying election. to say that the people in Gaza don't like necessarily pay attention to the harassment Joan Walsh is getting on Twitter? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. like uh, this is a point actually that, that Matt made on a show. We did. I think it got edited out, but we were talking about Which Matt? like all of my oh, really good Matt. stuff. Yeah, Matt. Yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> Uh, but it was a point about like you know the the sort of division between uh, people who are on Twitter because they're in the media and essentially they have to be because it's yeah, their job to do exactly that. they resent it they resent having to deal with these troll these trolls it, they're there they're like lashed to the mast like I have to be <laughs> online I literally have to have this x many engagements over the course of a day or I'll get fired and that means I have to have seven hundred egg avatars telling me to you know suck their taint or whatever and. <laughs> They're like, it's not even the and so they, they see the internet basically as an extension of their workplace. It's like it's basically they see the the, the Twitter as like their uh, 
like their lunchroom at work. And it's like, if you said that at work, you would call the HR guy if somebody, you know, showed you the pig poop balls. Um, <laughs> you, you, know what I, you know what I never want to see ever again in my life, even though we're going to see 50 more of these articles in the next month? Medium? Medium posts? I love medium posts. I love finding out about like someone's like lived experiences. Sorry that you can't tolerate that. But uh, I'm becoming anti Bernie, bro. I, I'm becoming anti Bernie, a corporate lawyer speak, a corporate lawyer surprising <laughs> yeah, yeah. journey from. Uh, uh, I, I saw the one. I saw the one today that said uh, Bernie is Tanya Harding, and it's time oh my to God. stop. Yeah, yeah. And medium, what I love about medium is that Dolores Huerta, praise be upon you, because you are awesome. Uh, I'm sorry. No, that's Dolores Herrera. <laughs> oh, no, but I don't know she, if anyone saw that amazing she, tweet. She, yeah. um, she, she uses medium, as is, is the want of many 80-year-olds who are involved in the United Pharma Workers struggle. And um, she, <laughs> she wrote a piece about you know, how terrible she, Bernie she Sanders was. Piece. And she says, like, but here's the kicker, which is how you know she wrote it. Because like, that is, that, like Cesar Chavez, that was his, game, that was his go-to phrase. Here's that's the kicker. My, that's what my abuela, abuela says all yeah, the time. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So if you basically go to Medium, every day there'll be a, like, I'm a socialist Jew from Brooklyn who moved to Vermont, and I don't like Bernie Sanders. So today's uh, amazing gem is literally Bernie Sanders is Tanya Harding. I can't vote for Tanya Harding, which, come on, like, write a better headline. That's just repetitive. Putting Bernie or bust on ice. Now, that's clever. I like that. That's a subheadline. Um, but basically, he goes through that, and um, my, pl my plan since the start of primary season has has been and his name by the way is Mitch Lerner but don't like tweet anything misogynist at him because then I'll have to be annoyed. My plan since the start of primary season has been this: vote for Bernie Sanders in California's Democratic primary in order to voice my support for him, his ideals, and a more liberal Democratic Party platform. Cheer like hell for Bernie when he gives a speech at the Democratic convention. Fight like hell to help Hillary Clinton become the nation's first female president. Then this happened. While Mr. Uh, the New York Times reported on May 18th that, quote, while Mr. Sanders says he does not want Mr. Trump to win, his advisors and allies say he is willing to do some harm to Mrs. Clinton in the shorter term if it means he can capture a majority of the 475 pledged delegates at stake in California and arrive at the Philadelphia Convention with maximum political power. Oh Are you saying he's trying to win? That's that's disgusting. That's literal violence. And then they First have a side by side of okay? Nancy Kerrigan. Sorry, I just want to Nancy Kerrigan and Hillary Clinton because this is gonna the, this is how you reach undecided. I don't know about y'all, but I would absolutely vote for Tanya Harding over Hillary Clinton and over Nancy Kerrigan. Yeah. Oh my god. this is Oh my god. I didn't even know this part. I'm not kidding. Do you guys see this? Can you explain this? This is Oksana Bayul in a side by side with Donald Trump. She's Putin. I'm not kidding. <laughs> oh. No, she needs to be Putin. It my, doesn't make sense. This is not real. Hey, guys. My name is Marcus Com. Here's my article <laughs> on Medium. I, uh, I, I supported people. Bernie Sanders since even before he was a senator. I left my job to help him get elected to the Senate. I'm a socialist. I am not a former lobbyist for Raytheon, like the trolls say I am. <laughs> but, uh, but, but the moment that I found out that Bernie Sanders was trying to win the election... Not a good look. Exactly. See yeah. ya, Bernie. Once I was... Rethink this. I Bernie. never want to read those again. Write something else. God. Yeah, one... Oh, oh my what, God. My favorite piece ever was by Shake, Shakes... 
tweets. Um, who who blocked me, by the way? She's I great. Hey, that's like a that's like that's like always the name of the coolest people on Twitter is like ridiculous. What is that shake? Like the shake weight? Like what? No, that I mean? think her name. It's her blog. It would be like if her I was blog like is, it's like Shakespeare. It's like a Shakespeare. Oh, show. imagine imagine if the author of uh, she, she loves to drink male tears. Yeah. She no she she actually wrote an article called the inherent misogyny wait the inherent misogyny of Bernie Sanders anti-establishmentarianism, mm. which like tell me something I don't already know right. But, uh, that is something that Shakespeare would say, too. Well, like, the establishment is as woman as you can get, so it's, I mean, it's, like, basically, like, burn, I'm anti-establishment, you're a rapist, basically. You're a rapist. Well, also, you like should, you want to share that amazing, she, she's also the brilliant mind who compared Bernie Sanders, what was it, um, debating Donald Trump to raping well, someone. Yeah, it's the same. She's very prolific. Oh. She works for Blue Nation Review. I'm gonna find this. Um, which Peter Dow, that. who's a phalangist, runs. Uh, he actually was right. He was in the phalange, the uh, Lebanese Christian fascist <laughs> army. Which God bless them. I mean, they don't get enough love. Why are you doing a Lebanese man? Why are you doing a Lebanese man? White person here is doing a Lebanese man, fascist or not? The, the phalange was Spanish too. Um, Jose Primo. Look, who amongst yeah. us has not gone to Germany in the 30s and looked around and say, you know, there's some good ideas going around yeah. here? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Weimar, Weimar was woke AF, but I, I know that's not what you're... That's very Ron Fournier, by the way, like the founder of Lebanese Falange. He did, yeah, he went to the Olympics in Munich in 36. And like, it's very it's Ron Fournier because he was like, I don't agree with all this, but uh, you know, they really have something right. here. <laughs> Love that boy. <laughs> but seriously, like, like fascists are like not there. It's like not they, there's inside. There's like a personality in there and like we should respect very that. Very dynamic. Especially they when are it's dynamic color, people. Like it's, you know. Mussolini was a socialist before he was a fascist. Do you guys know that? He was named after Mexico's uh, Benito Juarez. Okay, uh, I, I'm ready. Go. I got it. I, can I read this? Okay. Yeah. So this is from our, our good friends at the Blue Nation Review. Um, it's about Bernie Sanders and a little bit of Donald Trump and what them, like what Bernie Sanders demanding Hillary Clinton debate him, like actually means. And I'm just, I mean, gang rape is part of it. So, um, well, alludes to that. So here it goes. Uh, Bernie wanted a California debate with her, and she didn't bite. <laughs> she drew a boundary, and instead of accepting that boundary, Bernie figured he'd conspire with Donald to try to coerce her into doing what he wants. I know you want it. Bling, 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 bling. It gets better. It gets better. Like Dan Savage said, Dan Savage. No, I like like the soundtrack. I like the soundtrack. It's like it really like helps. You should read all of Bernie Sanders' quotes to the soundtrack of rape anthems, and then everyone at Blue Nation Review will just play that on their website. That should be like a podcast in and of itself. Frankly, the fact that Hillary has achieved a level of visibility, power, and influence that few women ever have makes me all the more furious that two men are still trying to show jokingly, in scare quotes, jokingly, uh, or seriously, they can gang up to push her around at will, that they don't respect her agency or her right to say no. Dun, dun, dun. no, but like here's like the really scary and part. And this is like, like the C- this is the PR place that like da- uh, David Brock and Peter yeah. Dow and the Clinton men. Which is Money like well here. spent. Clinton men. Yeah. Um, I've never heard another like a sexier phrase in my life like Hillary men. Oh, oh I know. Gives me a, sh- a she boner. <laughs> we are the Hillary men. I was that lucky. We are the woke men. <laughs> Slaying together. Think peace filled with straw. It is by will alone that I am ready for her. <laughs> The message to women and girls is appalling. 
no matter how successful you are, men will still try to assert control over you and cajole you into doing their bidding. You are not allowed to say no. By every conceivable metric, Bernie failed this test badly. What test is that? The like uh, metaphor, simile, like let's exploit rape and pretend it's a... I mean, look, all I'm saying oh. is that one time this person had an argument with me and it was a man and he demanded that I continue arguing with him and I was like, don't rape me. Yeah, he totally gave you a deep... What Bernie did was quote from his favorite song to Hillary Clinton, and he said, uh, Give me your heart for real, or else forget about it. <laughs> well, I mean, no, that was like, most seriously, in all seriousness, that's like one of the most appalling things I've ever seen. Like, and yes, a woman, a woman with, wrote uh, that. Santana, a woman. And, uh, the guy from Matchbox Twenty. By the way, Money. one of my other favorite people who's a, a feminine, a woke AF, that's as F U. Casey, woke AF feminist um, for Hillary who speaks truth to power and, and discourages white and male privilege is this woman named Amy Siskind who, um, Amy, you are blessed and you are beloved. She blew and, up my fave star. I'm really uh, appreciative. She, she blocked me. <laughs> she blocked me. And she's a former Puma. And when I say Puma, that's party unity my ass. But what's amazing about her is that these were the people who wouldn't vote for uh, the black dude after Hillary wouldn't, uh, what, didn't get the nomination. Back when white voters were very, very important and shouldn't be taken uh, for exactly. granted at all. Yeah. Uh, so in 2008, lots of people were like, we're not going to vote for uh, o Obama, and it's not because we're racist or anything. It's just because we really like Hillary Clinton, and we like that more than democracy. And uh, what's amazing about this woman is that she was a Puma who actually was um, encouraging people to vote for Sarah Palin in 2012. So when you see her around, Amy, uh, just know that she's a woman who uh, literally was like... Uh, encouraging people to vote for Sarah Palin. And that, to me, is the perfect metaphor for the identity politics. Well, because she was the one who... Uh-oh, uh, Amy Siskin fans. I, I did get a it. Show. <laughs> She's very appealing. She's like... That, that is my brother. He stopped being an Amy Siskin fan a year ago. Yeah. But Amy Siskin... <laughs> after the contrempts at the, Nev the Nevada caucuses... Uh, Amy so what did you call them? The contrempts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, when, you know, it was all over the internet that, that Bernie Sanders supporters had, had unsheathed katanas and started oh, cutting unsheathed. people's heads off. <laughs> uh, I did, as a joke, on the absurdity of everything, I did a tweet where I said, oh, uh, disgraceful that Bernie Bros at the Nevada convention shot an RPG covered with dildos at huh. Barbara Boxer. Wait, did everyone hear that? Say that again, because I want to make sure people hear this. I said it was outrageous that Bernie Bros had shot an RPG covered in dildos at Barbara Boxer. <laughs> and within about 20 minutes, it was retweeted by Amy Siskind. <laughs> and then for Who the next two days, now? I had a little uh, women with like colorful hats on <laughs> and people with the, the, the arrow in their avatar and, and with things like Game of Thrones lover or, you know, like uh, House of Cards is my life. Ra uh, ra radical centrist. Yeah. I'm ready for her. <laughs> Warning, trolls will be blocked. Yeah. People who ask that. me about my uncle's death will be unfollowed. <laughs> I love the threat Both of, of my the sons are dead. But I had, them, the I had hundreds of them going, this is outrageous. Bernie needs to, to condemn this once and for all. This unnecessary dildo attack. The, uh, uh, the, the made it was the same day that Wendell Pierce kicked in someone's door and tried to beat her up you for being what? a Bernie You know what? It's bro. really pathetic that you'd even bring that up. I know. Like how could, I'm so sorry. So Wendell Pierce is from, he is Bunk, is bunk like from The Wire, 
And uh, he was charged with battery. And uh, two of the victims uh, were, there were two people, they were Bernie Sanders supporters, and one was a woman. But uh, the Hillary feminists, uh, we're really busy that day covering um, a microaggression. Covering the, the dildo, dildo attack. They were body, really yeah. mad about the dildo cannon, but the violent, the literal violence against women was well. Hold on a minute. It's yeah. pathetic that you'd even bring that up. It's, it's no, just it's so. It's so. You know what, you know what I gotta say about uh, Wendell Pierce? It's all in the game. <laughs> See, yeah. that's why I feel bad about it because like he gave an F when it wasn't his turn to give an F. Oh yeah, to, 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 quote, to, quote, to quote the show that Wendell Pierce was on. Uh, he woke up that morning and got himself a gun. <laughs> why? Why what did, I, what did I screw up? My favorite part of that whole thing, though, the Nevada thing, as and like, because this is why they were busy, is because um, Barbara Boxer was like on TV talking about how unsafe she felt, and then video footage came out confirming how unsafe she was, which was that she, uh, right, what you're doing right now, which is putting your middle finger up. Um, Literal She was, like, violence. surrounded by a police detail, and she was just, like, flick, like smiling, and blowing kisses, and flicking everyone off um, after being super undemocratic, and it's really funny to me because, you know, I, I can tell you this, is that um, when you act like a tyrant, it's really rude when people get mad. Like it's, it's just really disrespectful. Rude. They're boundaries. I mean, I, I mean, like when when Tayyip Erdogan, our uh, the, the sponsor. Our spo of our, a shout out to our sponsor, yeah, by the yeah. way. When when Casper mattresses and the AKP party. When when, when Tayyip Erdogan said uh, of his political enemies, they have said horrible things about me. They have said that I'm Georgian, even Armenian. I said I, I said first of all, WTF. Second of all, are you okay? <laughs> You know, and it's like, it's a shame that all these people, like, people act like just because you're a powerful person, you don't have feelings. Not true. Yeah. Hashtag not true. Yeah. So we thought we would open this up, uh, since we're acknowledging, like, the suffering of disenfranchised people and marginalized people. Uh, we thought we'd open this I'm up not. to a Q&A. I don't know if any of you were alive then, but I'd like no. you to try and compare 2016 to a year I remember very well, 1968. No, we weren't. So. I have something to say about 1968. Yeah. Oh, it was a great song by, uh, what is it called? No, no. Oh, that's 1969, yeah. Okay, I no just, one yeah. laugh at me. Was that the George McGovern year? No. no. Humphrey. Oh, I'm, like, Humphrey. I'm like, a, like a couple decades. The Humphrey. Humphrey Nixon. Thank you. And well, George so 1968 was so traumatized, like that generation of progressives, that I keep getting people like, like invoking 1968 to me to be like, that's why we got to vote for Hillary, even though I hate her. Right. Like that, I mean... I don't remember. I wasn't there. I don't think any of Because things were. could get uh, 1968. Uh, I also don't think it's 1968 anymore. Well, for those, who, for those who don't know, 1968 in Chicago during the Democratic Convention, Mayor Daley and the Chicago Police Department invented deep dish pizza. <laughs> as the, uh, they, as they the kick, bread and circus? The bread and circus? Yeah, of, uh, oh my God. Yeah. Horrible. I don't ever want to go back to that. They also... Uh, I know Thin Crust is, honestly, as New Yorkers, yeah. we're biased, but Thin Crust about is it. so Chicago PD uh, also did a fantastic job of checking the privilege of a bunch of outrageous uh, uh, Kennedy bros. Entitled. Entitled. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, people... Pe Eugene McCarthy has a special place in my heart. I went to his alma mater, University of St. Thomas in Minnesota. Any Tommies here? I thought not. <laughs> but, uh, wait, wait, that's the fancy one that they have in, in uh, New Mexico? No, New no, Mexico too? it's in too? Minnesota. It's not fancy. I went there. Okay, I was thinking, uh, okay. Uh, but, uh, no, so I see these, I see a lot of liberals bring it up all the time, and they're good. This they guy's just, not they liberal. They just generically, 
not you, but like just like people, like stupid pundits, bring it up, and they're just like, it's going to be chaos, like 1968. And I go, what do you, what do you think happened in 1968? Because what happened was Richard J. Daly, the American Pharaoh, uh, <laughs> sicked his the CPD, which was even that. worse than it is now on civil rights protesters. But they just sort of generically think convention bad. And it, yeah, yeah, and it just. Uh, but it's also they say 1968. What's the other year? And it's like all the Reagan years. They're like 1848 revolutions. Uh, McGo 80, McGovern 72. No, 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 not just the chaos. It's also like the the insurgent candidate like losing oh. or the fear of the insurgent candidate losing. 72. Yeah. It's like traumatized a certain crowd of baby boomers. Oh, sorry. It's it's. Can you hear me? Can everyone hear me? It's traumatized a certain crowd of baby boomers that it keeps. They keep invoking it, and it like really has had some effect on them. And I but like I think the country. Has, was on a more conservative trajectory, like overall, and that's not where we're at now. So it's like Bernie Sanders, if he won, wouldn't lose in a general, I don't think. Um, but that's, I keep hearing that. I don't know if you guys do too. Well, yeah, but no, they, they keep bringing up stuff from literally 40 years ago, like it's the same country. I'm sorry, a lot happened between then and now. Yeah. I think the most salient 68 connection is just that uh, that was when George Wallace ran as an independent, and he basically, his constituency ate the Republican Party. And now, like, we've got Trump, who's basically like right. George Wallace. And the thing about uh, George uh, Wallace that makes me think that he's most like Trump is... He got the black he, vote who the last he chose, Not kidding, he did. <laughs> who he chose to, uh, to make as his VP. Because he ended up with Curtis LeMay. But before he got there, he was debating John Wayne <laughs> and, and Colonel Sanders. <laughs> For real, not kidding. And that's, that's just really Trumpy. That's super Trumpy. Very Trumpy. But that's what's frustrating about that's what's frustrating about now though with the Trump and George Wallace thing is like there is a candidate who could break through. Oh what, yeah, yeah. I like love the that the biggest criticism of Bernie Sanders is that he could actually take away voters from Donald Trump. Like that's how, so how, wait, terrible. How about this? Wow, what a how terrible candidate. Let's, that's let's, awful. Let's, let's close the circle and have Donald Trump nominate Gary Sinise to be his uh, VP. <laughs> Gary Sinise played George Wallace in the TNT. He also is kind of George Wallace and in, in his Wallaceian in his politics. Gary Sinise. Very right yeah, wing. Yeah, no, he's very wow. Apparently, and it's problematic to like the troops now. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> it's interesting Kyle. that people are supposedly tolerant of other lifestyles, but not the military lifestyle. Mm. I rest my case. The and question was, uh, what do we think of Bernie Sanders' anti-free uh, trade agreements? The, the Webster's Rhetoric. Dictionary Rhetoric. defines free trade as <laughs> trade that takes place some, uh, free from... Uh, I mean, it's cool. It's cool. I mean, it's I just don't, don't, the, what's disappoint, just depressing, is just kind of contemplate just this the international nexus of capital that makes it hard to imagine anybody kind of unrolling that, you know. But it's good to see the thing that's heartening about it is just to see that it gets a response from people, which means there is maybe some last vestigial, you know, hope of of mobilizing people to vote. Don't make last know. vestigial hope his. Uh my slogan, because that was that pulled. I uh, we are against the T P P P P P. I get down. I'm with against O P P. Uh, I like free range eggs, so I'm all for it. All for free. I forgot what the question was, but I uh, I am Polly. Uh. <laughs> I think there should be a rule that you have to wait ten minutes after meeting someone before you can announce that you're Polly. And I think people. We would. I disagree. You should wear a shirt that says it at all times. Uh, no, but we we uh, we approve of the anti-free trade rhetoric. 
We've and endorsed that's where, that. We've endorsed that. Trump, well, that's where that's the interesting part where Trump comes in. It's like he's running to the left of Hillary Clinton on that. It's inter- uh, no, it's interesting. Yeah. It's like and he probably bombed fewer people. Like the ones he would bomb, possibly. he probably tortured the f out of. And no, like, I, I said this. Yeah, I said stuff, this before. If Donald Trump does become president, the one country that I think there's a good chance we will go to war with is Scotland because they keep uh, putting up wind, oh, yeah, wind farms next to his golf courses. Right. So. I do think, though, no, the, the, the big difference is but for Trump and Hillary is she's got blood on her hands and he doesn't yet. So, like, it's like there's a record. He's to aspiring, look at with her. maybe. He's yeah. blood, hand, blood and handed curious. This, he does this crazy thing because, like, the, the leftist, you know, anti free trade stuff is like a, a sort of leftist talking point, but he's adopted it because he's like a demagogue. And that's what they do. But populists like it too. Well, it's like, he's like a pseudo populist. He's like, no, I don't think he's a real populist. Sure. But but what I would say is this: is that he does this disorienting thing. If you ever watch his rallies, which you should, because they're really interesting. Um, and I do actually mean that because he does this crazy thing where he he smacks his opponents, um, men or women. I'm not. I don't know. But he so he goes after his opponents from the left and the right like simultaneously. Oh my god! It, like the guy behind me at the Dave Matthews concert. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That wasn't even... Uh, I and didn't like, even think and that. And like the guy at Sorry. the Dave's Matthews concert, it leaves you disoriented and confused. And, and horny. <laughs> and, and a little... Ma- I aroused. Don't know. Okay, well, just aroused. You know, like not we horny. All, we all have the things, you know, we all have our fetishes, so I'm not going to judge you. But like... But yeah, it's, it's insane. So like, it's just, he'll be like, I hate refugees. They, they're they all terrorists. And Hillary Clinton's trigger happy. And you're like, well, I don't know what to do. Like, that, that's right. kind of true. Like, half of that is correct. <laughs> and so it's very confusing. Well, it's, I mean, like, it, what, a, what a weird election it is. Uh, if you saw Ted Cruz's last stand before he just got perforated in Indiana. <laughs> uh, the, Ted Cruz, by the way, his last ditch effort to save his campaign was to become a bathroom warrior. Really, he went really, down on the really he, great strategy. He fell on his sword, so but, to speak. But, it, but if you remember, if you remember the guy, this guy, he because Ted Cruz is a debate nerd at heart, he gets in an argument with a guy in a crowd, a pro-Trump guy, and the guy, like Ted Cruz, is like, "Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. Can you tell me what you like about Donald Trump? If, if you can explain to me, blah blah blah." And the guy is just yelling like, "Goldman Sachs, carpet bombing kills women and children." And this is a guy rooting for the front runner. Yeah, of the classic th- Dutchman's bunion fallacy. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's such a weird world that, like, you know, this is such a weird primary that the f- the front runner destroying just the guy on his last legs, the Stannis Baratheon of the of the primary. He's coming at him against carpet bombing right. and against association well, with Goldman the center, Sachs. The center, the bipartisan consensus is collapsing. There's no. There's no popular support for it anymore. Right. I mean, they're all panicking now. Because chasing right. Amy. Every, every, right, every stupid idea that people told us you had to do to triangulate, where they're like, well, most Americans want a balanced budget and they want means testing, we quickly found out that like, just more or less, on one side you can get a mix of racism and populism, on the other side you can get like, econo- like things that are the opposite of balanced budget and crap like that. Like, no, like all these think tanks, they were just money laundering schemes or, or like, or just like, discuss, like just, it was like welfare for people who were born wearing lanyards. Like, it, the, the, like and then no one Which ever believed in that crap, usually. ever. The Ezra ever. Klein model yeah. of, yeah. They're like, no one in America cares about any of that. That's the most fringe belief system in the world. By the in way, America. do you know what play um, Ted Cruz was in when he was at Harvard Law? Was it Princeton Law or Harvard Law? Equus. Harvard Law. Do you know what Cruz? I, uh, what play? I hope it was one of those David Mamet plays no. where. No. <laughs> like the la- he was uh, in Cabaret. No. <laughs> Ready? Oh, Wait. Showgirls. The Crucible. The 
the Arthur Crucible. Miller's The Crucible, the anti-Red Scare uh, he took, allegory. He took all the right yeah, lessons you know what's from really that. really funny about Ted Cruz is how everybody <laughs> was like, guy. how like Cody the entire whatever, like goodies. establishment was like, Ted Cruz is like the more reasonable candidate, and it's like seriously. No, like, he's the guy, way scarier He's like than a Trump. Christian fascist. Like it's like Trump looks like a dove next to Ted Cruz. Let's be fair. A dove. The fact that yes, unbelievable the, dove. The fact that anybody Tremendous was rooting dove. for Ted Cruz is like the savior of the Republican Party. I like that he had Consulate come out of his mouth. Well, Remember Trump that? Is like Ray Sani came up with the comedian Ray Sani. She's n- she doesn't like Bernie as much as I do. Ray, hi. I actually love this woman, Ray. She's cool. She's a comedian. She's not like a Amy Siskin, but she diagnosed it as a tonsillitis, which is like a thing that gets stuck in your tonsils. <laughs> when remember when Ted Cruz had like a big chunk come out of his mouth? So that it made him like more human nose, to me. And he swallowed it. He swallowed it again. It looked like he produces cottage cheese from his own oh. nose and throat. <laughs> But no, Ted Cruz wanted like a roving Gestapo patrol around Dearborn, Michigan. Like, like you the don't? idea that he was any more respectable than anyone else. No, he was way scarier. I think yeah. he's way scarier. Oh, yeah, he's like actually, you know, I, I joke about like I wouldn't vote for Hillary Clinton, but it, well, I mostly wouldn't. But if it was between her and Ted Cruz, like that, that would be the one thing where I'd be like, okay, maybe, because like that's like Armageddon, or like really the guy, like he's like an end times. By the lover. way, you, um, the rapture, the yeah. rapture. And I don't want to be rapture. There's so. these two comedic geniuses worry, that have the Trump versus Bernie. Uh, debate you should all watch this trump versus bernie and uh, especially now that it's not going to happen and um the guy who plays trump does this amazing thing <laughs> about how uh ted cruz actually was born in no was like an aborted fetus and uh thrown into a dumpster and raised himself and uh it's just really a good time and a good analysis and i recommend listening to it it's kind of it's a james adomian and anthony i i, I thank you Atam- how do i say it atamanic they're geniuses you should watch it friend of the friend of the yeah show. Not really. They haven't been on yet, but I love them. Hey, at the risk of knocking the irony levels down a notch, all of you... (laughs) (laughs) At the risk of knocking the irony levels down a notch, all of you are clearly very, very passionate, care very deeply uh, about all of this. Getting away from just the sort of generational shift where we see lots of people our age, a little older, a little younger, being super... I guess, I hate to say the words into politics, but was there a formative experience, something that touched each of you personally that made you feel that you owed it to yourselves and to other people your age to really? To, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 I really don't. Well, Can just you finish your question? Like, I have no idea. Like, two, I, two seconds, but I thank you for the, sorry, I just did the Gestapo-esque timing. So, he you. wants to know like a formative political yes, like exactly. that made us say like no we like won't thing that sit it out or yes no you won't sit it out yes this matters to me when I was and one and I attended my first anti-nukes rally and then uh, was a campaign organizer for Jesse Jackson and then reluctantly for uh, Dukakis but an impressive resume I know not to humble black right? no but I'm yeah do you guys want to well I will say this that like I was I was way more comfortable um, like being around liberals before and it was all like i'm left they're liberal but whatever it's a fun time we're all like defend like fighting against bush and like obama's being targeted because people are racist so whatever when the revolution comes we'll be on different sides but who cares and now i'm just like oh no like no stop i can't i can't even hold your hand which is weird because i used to do a lot of hand holding with my liberal friends your hands are very lonely i went to a, a george bush the first inauguration no you didn't yeah but like ironically i'm old af Ironically, oh, oh, no, my parents oh. were like, "Hey, you should no, check out what, a, what, a, what this looks like." I, I grew up in D.C., guys. Yeah, but your parents are like yeah, immigrant no, rights a, activists. We, we, the, l- 
All right, yeah. sorry. You're, you're, I'm you're, outing hey, you. Hey, no, 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 Latinos used my... to like vote for. No, no, they no, never Latinos. did. They're like. Oh, they just went for like a historical. Like it was like a tourist thing. Like. What? Yeah, I mean, they were like, "Hey, we're gonna vote for Mondale. We're gonna vote for Dukakis." So I like was on that side, but they were like, "Oh, this guy's president. Have you ever seen a president walk in the streets? Let's do that." Because they, you presidents could walk in the streets then. They weren't getting like death threats all the that time. That was before That's not they true in, because I'm pretty sure presidents were assassinated. They were. But <laughs> okay, but Kennedy. I, I theory. remember I grew up in DC when Bill Clinton was like still running around Rock Creek Park oh, and like yeah, going to McDonald's amazing. and stuff. Yeah, like first don't Bill don't body before, shame like, Bill Clinton. That's messed up. Park and yeah. then like going to McDonald's before like airplanes crashed into the White House. He was just like you know snacking yeah, on. Yeah, before Big there Macs. was like big things in front of the White House that so you couldn't drive a car past it. My naive, sister yeah. met him twice and he didn't do anything creepy to her. Yeah, I'm offended. I met him and he didn't even ogle me at me. Like I felt very uh, inadequate. You felt unwanted. I unwanted. Yeah, yeah, my dad was a server. My dad was like a server. Um, I come from a very wealthy family, uh, and uh, and he he served Bill Clinton at like this hotel. He did he like worked in. The I didn't know who department. the guys. So and he has a photo with Bill Clinton, women. who's like towering because he's like a tall man. That's and your political origin story. No, no, I was the just mama saying it's funny. Mama like, Pacha, like, it's like I just that's, Mamba. my dad yeah. served Bill Clinton. It's like a funny thing to say. My political origin story is like I like was just born. Um, into a family whose like country of origin was constantly being bombed by Israel, so like that's just something that sort of you know gives you you know an, an understanding of the media is really biased. One and two, like the world's kind of messed up, and um, but like I was always kind of liberal. Like I liked abortion and like gay people were good. <laughs> Uh, I like my abortions provided by the gays. Yeah, like I was down. No, like I was down with all that. And, but um, but I wasn't like super political. And then the Obama McCain election happened, and I was like, this guy has a really funny name. Like his middle name is Hussein. That's McCain. Cool. It's not that right. hard <laughs> to say. <laughs> and so I was like, I wonder if he'll be good. This is, this is literally my thought process. I was like, I wonder if he'll be good on Palestine. And so I started looking up Obama Palestine. Like, I was like, Obama Palestine. I'm trying to find everything I can. And, um, he did say there were human beings or something, didn't he? Yeah, like, and, uh, like it's, it's funny because Ali Abunima, like, who I didn't even know, because I never really, like, I wasn't, you know, involved in politics. I didn't know anything about these people, but, like, he, like, had written something about Obama, which was not, like, it was, like, basically telling us everything we know now about Obama. Um, but then also I accidentally came across, stumbled across Democracy Now!, which is, like, really a gateway drug for, yeah. I think, a lot of people. Yeah. For and more democracy for now. It's like I watched it for, <laughs> I watched it like for like for like weeks. I was just my jaw was on the floor, and I, I mean, just like it's like you see a different world that you don't know exists, and it's actually the real world, and um and so yeah, that was like my sort of political awakening, and and that was like my gateway into like Howard Zinn and like Glenn Greenwald and Jeremy Scale and Naomi Klein and deeper and deeper and you know, and now I'm Rania Kalik and I write about things. So my story. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, my gateway was a little film called PCU. Oh, I, ah. I went to Wesleyan. Wesleyan is PCU. It was made by Wesleyan grads. Yeah, I mean, that movie really showed me the way where it's like, you know, you can fight against the squares and, and the, you know, the, the, the woke social justice oh, yeah. warriors, you know? And uh, that put me on the path to where I am today. To righteousness? Ho hosting a, a podcast. For me, it was a little election I like to call 2004, which everyone likes to talk about how, oh, this is the stupidest election ever. Yeah, but come on, 2004. For me, I'm going to always be like the guy who's like, man, you kids today, you think these songs are so cool and the bands are so awesome. I'll tell you what's cool. I'll tell you what's stupid, man. 2004, that was so stupid. And like watching that election and feeling like there's no 
like this isn't a choice, this is an insane pantomime, was really alienating in a way that I found very uh, fruitful. Fruitful alienation, a life well lived. Memoir title. Hey, I'm going to attempt to do two questions for Chapo. Veranya, um, so the people who have always been coming at you, calling you anti-Semitic, I'm familiar with those people. Like, I went to a Zionist Shout private school. Shout out to all of his parents. <laughs> um, I like, can recognize them from a mile away. Um, I'm wondering if like, when you, know, you went from dealing with those people to now dealing with the, the people who vaguely call you racist, vaguely call you sexist, like, was it any harder to sort of spot them coming at you and like to figure out what the hell was going on than when like the, the Israel fetishists came after you. Yeah. You want to ask your second um, question? The second question, I was wondering how you, as Chapo, how do you balance your desire to, uh, to analyze punditry with the corporate interests of your sponsors, the AKP mm. and Ben Dreyfus? <laughs> um, and Love that boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, look, like, AKP, yeah, we butt heads sometimes. Sometimes, 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 yeah. Like our our boy Tayap is like, you got you guys have to talk about how the Alevis are the the wrong, like, and that the, you have to talk about the Genelai, and we're like, no. But at the end of the day, we both want a better product, mm. and when we want to do when we want to do a passion project, like talk about Ron Fournier for two hours, Tayap is like. Gotcha. I mean, at the end of the day, it's about the justice and development. Yep. Uh, Rania's response, and then the last question, and then we'll be at the bar. Uh, can I speak for you guys? Are you going to we'll do you have, like, bar. a limo? Come? Okay, you'll be at the bar. At the bar. The I bar. Just, okay. I just want to say, first of all, that my cheeks hurt from laughing, because you guys are so funny. Uh, what about, I mean what about these like, guys, I'm like, I'm like, my, like, you know, like when you're smiling, for I feel that way right now. My cheeks just hurt. Um, that's a really good question, because... Uh, so you're talking about Zionist trolls, like pro-Israel trolls who always come at me and they're like, any criticism of Israel, it's like, you're an anti-Semite. And I'm like, okay, thank you. Um, and now I have these other trolls who come at me about, like, it was like first my criticism of Obama is anti-black and like, I'm like racist because I, um, you know, I, I, I talk, I, I like, you know, I disagree with people who are like dark, you know, like who are, you know, who are not white, even though I'm not white either. Um, and then I'm also misogynist because I don't like Hillary Clinton and I disagree with people who like her. But yes, there is such a similarity and between all of those groups because what they're doing is they're invoking identity and they're invoking like some sort of bigotry or hatred towards an identity to shut down criticism. And it's just, it's identity politics in the most toxic sort of way. Um, and I think that the reason that it's so similar is because, first of all, Zionism is like identity politics, just like they have an army, um, which is scary. Uh, but then also, um, you know, what we're seeing now is that like neoliberal elites have like understand that you can use this this sort of this sort of um, dynamic to because the left is really responsive. This resonates with liberals and the left is this idea of like you know, an oppression hierarchy where your experience matters more than, like, your actual argument and your identity matters more than your actual argument. Which is why Clarence Thomas and is so And there's privilege, right, exactly, Ben Carson. But no, seriously, I mean, that's, it really, that resonates with liberals. And that's why the Clinton, I mean, it's just, it's utterly shocking to me to see 
a campaign. Like it's one thing when this is on the margins of Twitter. It's another thing when an actual presidential campaign adopts this as a strategy. But I don't. I guess it's not surprising in the sense that that's what Israel does too. So like, this is something that's easily co-optable by elites to get the left and liberals, and sometimes even the inner like left itself, like to to eat each other. Um, and then that's like a distraction from you know people just trying to maintain power and systems of control. So that's a great question, and it's like there needs to be like a thesis written about the way that politics is Jews. used. It's really fascinating. That's true. Okay, uh, first of all, I'd like to give a shout out to my brother Max, who's watching from New Zealand on the live stream. Uh, Kiwi, Kiwi, up, Max? we love you, Kiwi. Uh, uh, and present, mate, present. <laughs> and uh, what's that show that's so great? Top yeah, of the Lake, he, he, great yeah, show. He is in prison. Um, but uh, he wants to know uh, who would win in a fight, uh, Trump campaign manager Corey Lewandowski or uh, Hillary manager Robbie Mook? And what does that say about the election? <laughs> we'll go to our, go our fight correspondent, Felix Biederman. This is the question I was born to ask. All right, uh, or answer. All right, Corey Lewandowski, we all know he's a savage. <laughs> Corey Lewandowski comes out there, he like, they're like, yo, Corey, it's time to clean up business. Go get the chopper from your trunk. <laughs> but how is he with his hands? We don't know. It's very, Corey Lewandowski, if you look at his body, if you look at his body type, he's sort of like a, a what I like to call a an iron bean, bean ball. And this is the best body type for fighting. Uh, very strong, very long, like UFC middleweight champion Luke Rockhold. However, his extreme emotion could be a problem in a five-round fight because this is for a title. Wait, do we have any nail, like, Hold long a second. nails? Uh, we're, we're going to Harold Letterman now with the tail of the tape. Okay, okay, Felix, we're breaking down the fight now between Landrowski and Mook. We've scored in the round, seven rounds to one with Landrowski. All right, uh, this, is, this is Jimmy the Greek. Corey Lewandowski, you know, like all the Polish fighters, he's got a big, <laughs> he's just, he can't knock this kid out because of the shape of their heads. <laughs> all right. I think we should go out on that uh, shape reference. Guys, thank you so much for really coming. Happy. Thank you, I'm Ron. really, really happy that we went out on race science. Rania Kalin. So Will Meneker. Gabe Pacheco. Felix Peterman.